You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hey, welcome to episode 106 of the Blended Family Podcast. I hope you're doing well. I have a great interview for you today on a serious topic, which is runaway, homeless, and at-risk youth. My guest has some really great information that every single parent can benefit from. So after you listen, please share the information with everyone you know. Before we get to it, I just want to speak quick about a couple of things. First, I found out last week something really interesting about our Facebook group. Well, interesting to me. I don't know about you, but... Our private Facebook group that I created for my listeners of this podcast, well, I always assumed that everyone in that group found it from this show. I never even thought about the fact that people stumbled across it while looking for support groups on Facebook. I never really post show updates in there as I use the regular Facebook fan page for that. Anyway, it explains a little bit about so many new members and some of them not knowing the rules and so forth. Not that I'm always talking about the rules here on the show, But most of you kind of know what I stand for. Anyway, I imagine I'll be getting some new listeners now. So if you're listening and you are new, welcome. I am trying to grow so that I can reach as many families as possible. Please share this show with other blended families who you know can benefit from it. Also, many of the topics I cover can help traditional families as well. For those listening who do not know about the Facebook group, please join us over there at blendedfamilypodcast.com forward slash group for a community of people who are going through similar struggles as you. It's a great place for support, and I do want to thank all of you who actively post in there and take your time out to help others with your words of advice and encouragement. It is because of you that the group is growing and helping so many people. Other reminders are that I am taking a break for the holiday so that there will not be a show either the last Monday of December or the first Monday of January. I will still be available to you, though, if you need me by email or Facebook. I'm just not putting out a show for those two weeks. It really takes a lot of time for me to do it, and I really need to catch up on some family time. Also, I asked last week if you would be so kind as to send me your holiday greeting cards only if it's not too much trouble. I'm making a collage for my office and I'd love to be able to see all of you on my wall as I consider you all family to me. And my address is down below in the show notes. Oh, one last thing. I noticed the other day on iTunes that my archive only goes back 100 episodes. And since I'm now past that, you won't be able to get those older episodes unless you go directly to the website. Again, this is for the new listeners, and you certainly do not need to go back. I just wanted to let you know in case you were wondering where those initial episodes went. So that is all for my announcements today. I hope that you enjoy the interview. Today, I'd like to welcome Maureen Blaha to the show. Maureen is the executive director of the National Runaway Safe Line, which is also called NRS, an organization with the mission to keep America's runaway, homeless, and at-risk youth safe and off the streets. Maureen, thank you for joining me today to talk about such an important issue in today's world. 
Thank you, Melissa, for having me. It is really an honor, and I appreciate your interest and your listeners' interest in, as you said, this very important issue in our society. Yeah, so why don't you tell us about the National Runaway Safe Line and what brought you to this line of work? Sure. Well, our you talked about our mission, and the way that we accomplish that mission is through our hotline online and offline resources connecting with young people across the country who are struggling with some sort of crisis or are feeling overwhelmed because of something going on. And they really need someone to talk to that they feel it's safe to talk to and someone that they feel they can trust. And that's us. We're available 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. And our focus is really to be available to listen and to help. And in terms of my my coming to the National Runaway Safe Line, I've actually been there 16 years. We were founded uh, back in 1971, and I've been there 16 years, having come from a, a series of jobs always really focused on Youth And this opportunity came up and I just grabbed at it and was absolutely thrilled when I was offered the job. Wow. And 16 years, you said that you must really enjoy your work. I love what I do. Good. And so I know you told us kind of what it is, but can you tell us about exactly what your organization does to help these children and their parents? Sure. So typically what will happen is a a teenager or even younger youth might contact us. Um, First of all, it may be because they are on the streets, they've run from home, and now they're afraid and alone and they don't know where to turn. And so we help them to get to safe shelter. And we have a database of over 9,000 resources that really cover the gamut of whatever a young person may need in terms of resources. But going back to the, the teen or the youth on the street, we will look through our database, find a shelter specifically for youth, not adults, and um, make sure there's a bed, and then conference a call to that shelter with the youth on the call so that they know, you know, what to expect once they get there. And that's for the kids that are on the streets. The other thing that we have for kids that are on the streets, those that want to return home, we have a wonderful relationship with Greyhound Bus. We call that our home free program. And through that family reunification program, we do conference calls with parents talking about, you know, the situation and ultimately can get a free bus ticket home as well as providing referrals to help that family mend once the child gets home. But I don't want to paint the picture that the only youth that reach out to us are those that are on the streets. We are hearing more and more from young people that are at home and feeling somewhat overwhelmed by circumstances and are reaching out to talk to us and see if we can help them come up with a plan of action so that they are feeling like 
okay, this isn't how I have to live my life. In fact, one of my volunteers had said to me when I asked her why she did this work with us, she said, because at the beginning of the call, I hear despair, and at the end of the call, I hear hope. So we are there for whatever circumstances a young person finds themselves in and are looking for help, and we help them come up with a plan of action. One of the things that I think your listeners may be particularly interested in is our prevention work. And we have a runaway prevention curriculum free of charge for community groups and schools across the country that really touch on all of the topics that particularly adolescents and even younger people are dealing with anger management, life decisions, runaway reality, stress reduction, uh, sexuality, no matter what the circumstance, this this curriculum has a module that speaks to that. And it is free of charge for, um, again, community groups and teachers across the country, available just by visiting our website at 1-800-RUNAWAY.org. Wow, wow, you guys do a lot. This is this is truly truly amazing. So, Maureen, I work with blended families and as you can imagine, children from divorce sometimes are troubled and there can be so many reasons for this. Sometimes kids are stressed out from being put in the middle of their parents, other times they may not get along with a step parent. Sometimes they just know that they can manipulate their parents as children of divorce do. Would you say that a lot of runaways the agency works with are children from blended families or broken homes? Yeah, well, what I can tell you is, first of all, I want to make sure that um, you understand that whatever the youth shares with us, that's the information we have. And we will dig a little deeper, you know, to see um really help them to focus on what the issue is that they're looking for support. But one of the things that year after year, and as I mentioned, I've been here 16 years, but one of the the top reason that young people are connecting with us is because of family dynamics. Mm. And again, last year, we did our trend report, and 35% of the young people reaching out to us are because of family dynamics. And it's honestly, Melissa, some of it is what you're talking about, um, you know, where there's a step parent in the family, and this teen sort of doesn't quite know how they fit anymore. Uh, it could be where there are new siblings in the house, and how do they best kind of manage that kind of situation? And so it is true that family dynamics is the number one reason, and what could happen without the right kind of supports and interventions is that sometimes kids just say, you know what, I don't want to be here anymore, haven't really thought through what that means, but do end up taking the the leap of running from home. Mm. So tell me, what are some of the warning signs we should look out for that might tell us that our child may be thinking of running away? 
That's a great question. And there are four things that we talk with parents about because our hotline and online services, although our target audience is youth, we also do hear from parents. And in fact, that's a question that we sometimes get from parents saying, I don't know, something doesn't seem quite right here. What do you think? And so the things that we would suggest are any changes in behaviors or patterns might mean something is wrong. So all of a sudden your teen is stopping eating or beginning to overeat or sleeping all day, which we know teens do a lot of that. Mm-hmm. But if it's something that's kind of un- extraordinary, I would say pay attention to it. Or those that, that don't sleep at all or spending all their time in their room and not really engaged in the family. Mm. Another issue is rebellious behavior is often at the start of trouble. That might mean their grades are dropping, they're being truant from school, and this is something that has never happened before, or they're breaking rules at home. The third is any disclosure that the youth is thinking of running away, we would say take that seriously. None of us want these kids on the streets. And so in that situation, it's, um, you know, they're maybe kind of threatening. It's maybe really just a cry for help. But really take that, uh, take that, that threat, if you will, very seriously. And then the last thing to look out for is if there is an accumulation of money or possessions. You know, to survive, runaways need money and resources. So they may be thinking about that and, you know, packing a backpack with some survival things. So that would be the fourth thing that I would suggest parents be on the lookout for. Okay. See, and I wouldn't have even thought about that last one there. So that was a good point. Now, how can we tell if they're serious with a threat? I know you talked about taking all the threats serious, but How do you know if they're just trying to get their way about something? I know teenagers are especially good at manipulation, so how can you tell the difference? Yeah, well, you really, honestly, I don't know that there's any magic formula for knowing when they're serious or how serious they may be, but I would still recommend that any kind of threat about leaving home... um, is something that I would ask parents to indeed take seriously so that a parent can intervene and prevent prevent them from running. And that may be really sitting down and talking to your child when you are not distracted. This is not when you're reading the paper, watching TV. It's when this is one-on-one time to say, I'm concerned. I notice some things are going on and I really love you, and I'm worried about you, and we need to have a conversation about this. Um, and really try to get at the root of the problem. And if if it's some sort of counseling for the child, if they're being bullied at school, if they're somehow reluctant to open up to you, to be able to talk about there may be another family member, uh, coach, somebody in the um you know, the church community that they may be a little more open to talking with so that they have, they know there's a safe place to talk about what's on their mind and a trusted adult to help them work through it. 
Okay. And that's great that you said that. That was going to be my next question, actually, is what do we do to prevent it? Um, so you just want to kind of sit down with them and try to figure out what is the root cause of their problem. That's good to know. Um, do you think that, I mean, would you recommend, if you really think that your child is going to run away, I mean, are we to give the child this resource? Are we to, to give them this number? I mean, I, I'm afraid that giving it to them might encourage them to do so. So how do they even, how do they get this resource? I mean, this right now, this is great for parents listening. And as adults, we can have this resource. But are children to have this resource too? And how do we bring that up to them? Well, I think there's two things. One is I would argue that um, to say to the child, you know, of course, I don't want you to run away. We can work through this as a family, but I do want you and your friends to know there is a resource out there at 1-800-RUNAWAY. And I can remember a parent whose child ran from home. They ended up getting support from us. And she said, I am going to tell all of my child's friends to write 1-800-RUNAWAY on the side of their gym shoes so they know if Anytime they got themselves into a bad situation, you are there. So even though I sort of get what you're saying, Melissa, is that sort of a, a license to say, go ahead and leave by call this number. But I would, I would just, you know, again, when parents are talking to the child, be honest about, hey, when, when I was a child, I had some struggles too. And these are ways that I learned to cope with it. Um, but in terms of young people getting our phone number, not just from parents and others, um, you know, in a school system or whatever, is we do a lot of work, um, more now, of course, than ever before, on social media. We were able to launch a new website last year, so it's much easier for um, you know, young people, if they're, you know, searching on the internet for runaway resources or can I run away, whatever, that we are one of the top resources that come up. So they're finding us that way. We do public service announcements on the radio and television. We have information in schools. That is more when the schools request it. And then we have a group of what we call street team members across the country that are teens and adults that are working to help put up posters, doing YouTube videos, everything that we think would be an outlet, places that would be an outlet for young people um, when they're searching for somewhere to turn for help. That's great. And that's, you did answer my question. That's what I was wondering is how, how are children going to get this information? So that's, that's perfect. Um, so moving on, I've noticed with my own children who are now teenagers, they often discover problems that their friends are having. You know, my, my daughters have come to me for advice more than a few times where they had friends who were threatening suicide or threatening to leave the home and run away. And it's always so hard for them to know how to handle it. So what can we tell our children to do if they have a friend who's at risk? Yeah, well, I really appreciate, Melissa. It sounds like your home is a place that feels like a safe place, a refuge for some of your your child's friends. And, and we all hope that there are those places and communities where kids feel comfortable going and maybe opening up and sharing. But if your daughter comes to you and says, Mom, I'm scared. You know, my friend is really thinking about this running away thing, and I can't seem to talk her out of it. What do I do? I would say that your daughter should give her our 
contact information. Okay. You know, it's overwhelming for your daughter to necessarily have the right answers. But, you know, we are there and we have taken every kind of call, you know, done live chat, done however we connect with young people. And we've probably heard it before and have the kind of experience and our staff and volunteers are really trained to to do their best to provide the kind of support and help that young person figure out a way to get out of that crisis situation. Yeah, it's great because it's just too big of a burden to bear for our children to have to help their friends. So I love this. I'm going to give this number to to all of my children and tell them to share it with their friends. This is this is truly amazing. Um, one thing I do want to address, as the mother of a bisexual <laughs> child, I feel I need to. And I know there is a very high amount of teens that run away because their parents don't accept their sexuality. And oftentimes they're even kicked out of the home. Now I'm proud to be an accepting parent, but can you speak about this? Do you know statistics on this? And what would you say to parents of an LGBTQ child? Well, that's a really good question. And you are right, Melissa, that one of the things that I think is really hard for us to accept and for society to accept is that whole issue of, well, you've come out as being gay and you are not welcome in this home anymore. And that's a really tough pill to swallow. But what we do know, and this is sad, but there is a disproportionate number of youth that identify as being LGBTQ that are homeless. And although we haven't been able to do that research ourselves, we know from other research that it can be as high as 40% of homeless youth that identify that way. So you're asking the question and saying, you know, are my instincts right on? Your instincts are, in fact, right on. And one of the things that we... Um, can do with young people that connect with us. And we had a recent, actually it was a live chat with a young person who was feeling, um, well, not so accepted at home, maybe kind of being bullied at school because of her sexuality. And we just talked about some of the resources that she had identified and talk to her about some other places that she could find support. You know, there are some um, chat rooms online that we feel are helpful for this particular population. Um, And, you know, talking with this young girl, we talked about, you know, helping her think of strategies she could use to really convince herself that she is a loving, worthwhile person and giving herself affirmations and helping her think about maybe writing in a journal and turning to others who would be supportive um, for her in that situation. Mm, Very good. Very good. I'm glad that you guys are helping out these children. So, I know that November, which we passed, was National Runaway Prevention Month. And even though we're past November, what can we all do now to get involved with this cause? And why is it so important to do so? 
It's really important because the number of runaways in our country is staggering. It is between 1.6 and 2.8 million youth that will run away from home this year. As I often say to people, this is a silent crisis. Now, if you've been touched by the runaway episode, either in your own family or because of you know, friends, then you kind of realize, hey, this is really going on in my backyard. And I would say it's going on in everyone's backyard because the issue, you know, crosses all socioeconomic, all cultural, all geographic barriers or situations in big cities and rural communities. So it is a problem that all of us need to work together um, to, to, Resolve, And so one of the things is that um, I did mention that people could take action by becoming a street team member and educating folks about it. And that's an application that's available on our website. Um, It's interesting that this year, the 2016 Runaway Prevention Month, our theme was Friends Helping Friends. And really, that was to your point, Melissa, when your daughter comes to you and says, I'm worried about my friend. We know that that's what teenagers do, that they do turn to their friends. But we also wanted people to and young people to understand that we at 1-800-RUNAWAY are their friends. And for all of us to befriend young people and let them know that we are there for them and to do whatever we can to support families that may be under stress. Would that be, you know, saying, hey, I'd like for your daughter to sleep overnight or, hey, I made an extra casserole for you. You know, there are a lot of families that are dealing with a lot of stress themselves. And sometimes it's hard to be strong for your kids when you're feeling overwhelmed. So it's it's a good thing to reach out um, to all families and say we're here to help you. And then lastly, the curriculum that I talked to, I would ask your listeners to go to their school and say, hey, do you know about this runaway prevention curriculum? I'd like our school to think about, is there a way to implement it here, either through an after-school program or in one of the classes? Okay, that's great. And and where can people go to learn more about the organization? Is it the website? The The website would be the best place to go, which again is 1-800-RUNAWAY.org. And our phone number is 1-800-RUNAWAY. Okay, nice and easy. And I will add the link to the show notes for the listeners, and I will also include the hotline. Um, Before we go, Maureen, is there anything else you'd like to add that we might have missed or any advice for my listeners? Well, the other thing I want parents to understand, and I know it's tough raising teens, but to, um, you know, take a deep breath, remember that teens are, you know, supposed to be pushing the envelopes. They want to become independent. But what they need to know is that home is always a safe place to fall. You know there are going to be mistakes made, that they're going to make mistakes, and you can acknowledge that with them, but let them know that you always want them to be at home and that you are there for them. 
That is great advice. Listeners, please visit the NRS website so that you can learn more. Even if you have young children right now, this might come of value to you later on. And for those of you who don't have children that you feel are at risk, don't forget that they might have friends who are. We all need to open our eyes to this. Please share this show with others who have kids, even in traditional homes. This affects all kinds of families, all kinds of homes. Thank you so much, Maureen. You are doing such important work, and I really appreciate you coming on the show to talk about this today. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you all for listening. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.